So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Ash. Uh, and I'm Tyler, and we're Guilt. And we're going to ask them some questions today about their new EP, In Windows, Through Mirrors. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? I, I feel like there's been so many people who have, like, I didn't expect to listen to it, who did, and was like, this is amazing. Like, this is a big sound for guilt. And mm-hmm. it was just really cool, like, for this being, like, a whole entire, like, rebrand almost. Yeah. that we yeah. didn't know how people were going to take it and that people were so receptive and were so interested in listening and we were very scared but it was really it was, the responses are really good so yeah this is very easily your best work yet i i love this 100%. ep it's so good mm-hmm. your vocals Thanks. so good the Magnus switch and everything immaculate. it was perfect yep <laughs> thank you That's, I, I appreciate like i uh like a. I feel like I can track how far I have at least come from vocals and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, working with Hansel definitely was like a, like a milestone point in my life of like really seeing where I can like expand and all that stuff. You guys are going to continue sure. to work with him, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Hansel good. is also uh, not like full producing, but doing like consultation on the next release we're doing next year. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I love them. I I love I I love this group that's forming right now. It's like the the Avengers. I'm just so happy. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it was like an entire Avengers meetup when we were in Baltimore. Oh my god! And yeah. we had dinner. We had dinner. We had lunch with Pink Shift and Hansel. It was god like, damn. oh my yeah. god! They were, Did, like, were there up the turnstile billboard? We we're like, what? Oh my god! Wait, were were there pictures of this? I didn't I didn't see this happening. Yes, there are pictures, pictures somewhere. I think, yeah, I I think pictures. it's on our Twitter, yeah. but we will we should repost it and be like, Ayo, remember the meetup of the century? Repost it. Do you remember yes. when we had clout? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I definitely need to see those because that's that's definitely that's historic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very happy. <laughs> uh, so back to the EP, sorry. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the EP name or cover art? Um so uh, I I have this nasty habit of writing songs and then just picking a lyric and like that's the title and then I'll mm-hmm. pick a song and be like that's the name of the record <laughs> and okay. uh, our manager was like hey could you try being creative a little bit just a little bit for me just this once yeah. and uh like try to give it like a name that's not just directly in the thing and I was like all right so um we we started just going through a bunch of um, photography from friends that we had. And I went into my personal like poetry book collection and we just started like rifling through stuff and mm-hmm. throwing out uh, names. Cause like, obviously the two songs already existed. And then yeah. the the one song was kind of like a like B side that I had been floating around for a bit. And like, we weren't exactly sure. And we're like, Oh, it's the perfect kind of glue between them. Mm-hmm. So like we already had the material and then it was just like, I don't know we just came across the right set of words and like oh that's the title because it's you know like the reverse like you you know can't travel through mirrors um mm-hmm. and then uh the picture of my friend annie i was like this is it this is the image because it's got that really cool spooky quality um but it's also like pretty and it has i just i like the colors in it and uh like annie's a visual artist but i was like can i use this selfie you took for album art and they're like <laughs> yeah i guess mm-hmm. all right very cool 
That's um, perfect. So can you tell us a little about your writing process for the CP? I know you said two of the songs were already out. Did you guys rework them to fit the new uh, lineup changes and everything? We definitely um, walked into working with Hansel with more of an idea of like production wise where we wanted to go. Um, like our, our, the engineer uh, who also did mixing and mastering and did everything on the, the, the full length was like, what do you guys want it to sound like? And we we're like, I don't know, like, like the songs. <laughs> like we didn't know anything yeah yeah the first time in a studio and then with Hansel we were like oh we want a kick drum that sounds like this we want guitars that sound like this mm-hmm. and then Hansel worked with Ash on all the vocal padding and like we had never done any of that before we were like yeah. it has to be exactly like the live show yeah and all those arrangements were really like I would consider that writing in the same way as like writing lyrics was writing mm-hmm. and I think you had that built into you and then Hansel was just kind of like guiding it. Yeah. Well, like Hansel, I remember at one point when we were doing the vocals and everything, they like, they looked at Tyler and they were like, am I good to just like full on, just yeah, like just hands go. on the project, like with what I want. And we were like, of course. So I was like, yeah. And like, you know, we talked about like a lot of like, uh, what do we want this to sound like? Like at the end of the day, like who can we like say like this is like the perfect uh, sonic match. Um, and uh, it was like Loathe was one of the artists that we had like jumped onto was like, this sound is like, we want to like try to like work in this space of like this like big kind of ethereal, just kind of soundscape, but also like uh, a lot of chorus pedal stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Sounds like a lot more, it was a lot more hands-on and you guys felt like a lot more comfortable then. Just working We were a lot that. more, I feel like thoughtful is like mm-hmm. how I would approach it. Like we, we were informed about the process of making music and that allowed us to think about, especially since the lyrics were kind of there and, you know, the, for the two songs, at least the instruments were already tracked. We didn't, mm-hmm. uh, we tracked a little bit of additional stuff, but mostly it was just like remixing it. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, I have to ask, what animal did you just let up on the couch? Can we say hi to it? Oh, this is, a um, <laughs> sorry. This is my dog, Cece. Um, hi, Cece. Hi, Cece. She's like, 10 or 11 so she, she the winter is a little hard on her and she stays a lot closer to me um well i love her <laughs> she missed me so <laughs> okay oh. i thought ash was gonna start crying <laughs> i mean it, is so adorable she's just yeah. like it's sleep time please yeah, yeah. Partner, <laughs> uh, be quiet my partner has a puppy and they have like exactly opposite like energy mm-hmm. um, so like the puppy just like I was almost cursed. Beat the heck no, out you, of Ash earlier. You could curse. <laughs> no, no, I've been on tour. I gotta, I gotta work it back down. So I'm gonna see my family soon for the holidays. Uh, yeah, no, but my dog's really chill and just like very depressed looking. So just, just you know, the two, the, the two genders. Yeah, oh, of course, of course. Very chill and beaten up. <laughs> I feel like I should ask, what is the puppy's name? Uh, the puppy's name is Yuka, like the little potato thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Love that. That's adorable. Okay. <laughs> so I want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, okay. I, I'll go first. Um, I think my favorite lyric off the EP has to be in uh, Through Mirrors. Um, but it's the entire line where it's uh, not to complain, but sometimes it gets depressing how almost your entire Really? That's the one you like? Is investments your parents made? Yes. Because wow. it really... It really hits home, and I, we actually just uh, had our hometown show, and um, my mom was there, and oh. I was like, I'm sorry for the chat. Yeah. But, like, it, it really feels like um, 
it's trying to come to terms with like the idea of like you know you are whoever you chose as like the person I look up to and then it's like after a certain amount of time it's like how much of that person you look up to is just they put themselves into you and it's like where is the you part you know kind mm-hmm. of thing oh yeah wow I so like when I wrote that you know when, when I was writing the original you know song I uh that was the line that I was the most concerned about because everything else about guilt is very like it's a metaphor it's like really vague and that was the most like I, I felt like it was just a person talking I mean yeah like I was very nervous about that so that's very validating for me I appreciate a, that <laughs> it's a really good line <laughs> thank you um I like uh, in long time coming. It's the one we put on the shirt. I think the uh, some things can be carefully disassembled. Not everything has to fall apart. That like, um, like I said, I wrote that song a bit ago, and I was kicking around. And uh, it's I just feel like it's really applicable to a lot of things. I I'm very analytical of the ways in which people disengage from things because I feel like um, people really get caught up in their feelings and like whether it's a romantic engagement or a business engagement or what like you know like roommate situation like people who were like 10 minutes ago super super tight all of a sudden it's like it has to blow up the world like it has to be like a world ending devastating thing for people to leave and I'm always just like you can amicably leave a situation you can Mm -hmm. you can be like this was good and it's not anymore Mm -hmm. and you know and it's it doesn't have to be that but I think uh we spend a lot of time talking about how like digital spaces also encourage like dramatic narratives and stuff and it's like shit doesn't have to be that deep darn it stuff doesn't have to be that deep (laughs) you were doing so good Christmas is gonna be so rough (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you you can do it it. (laughs) um so where was your headspace at while you guys were uh, writing the CP um uh, I think if the, you don't say depressed, we're going to be lying. I was going to say, I, was like, I think for the most part, it was like when we started talking about doing this EP, it was still like in the midst of the pandemic. There was no like bright light at the end of the tunnel that we would ever make it out of this. And it was kind of like, I'm just going to be home forever. Yeah. And a lot of that was hard to like kind of deal with in terms of like thinking about the direction of the EP and trying to take my personal emotional state which was very foggy I had like a very foggy brain um but also knowing kind of what I wanted like this to do at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh it was just uh very very foggy I think for the most part and I think all, all these experiences were also just new experiences for us so going to Baltimore and you know re- you know doing these vocals and tracking the vocals and then coming home and then you know working with a team that we had like like assembled a little bit with the EP release everything was new and also mm-hmm. like we uh shot a music video for this um boy did we with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah long story short a lot of bees there was a lot of bees there was a lot of bees oh, oh. <laughs> so sorry about the amount of bees um <laughs> it's just a lot of it was new and it was like trying to find my way my my way through all of it um like clearing the fog that's kind of where my head was at okay yeah Yeah, um I think like I said we were going at it more thoughtfully about the music part but um like the thing that Ash brought up with Hansel being like can I just go full tilt on this stuff 
that I feel like that was a lot more pleasant of a like a presentation than it actually was I think everybody was really nervous about me and that was like a big like elephant in the room because I was like the singer I'm like I'm the writer I I was the singer it was like my my baby project and Mm -hmm. uh did we tell y'all before about Ash like messing their arm up on the road I don't think so we were on tour uh I don't know like before the pandemic like two years ago whatever Mm -hmm. and um Ash was the drummer and Ash tore a ligament in their shoulder and Ugh. could not play. And uh, I can play drums passably. So I was immediately playing drums and singing at the same time. Oh my God. Um, and like, like, just full speed ahead. You were like yeah, yeah. doing drums, screaming, singing, <laughs> all of it. Um, and like, you know, it, it worked. And I think the novelty of it was cool, but like, it wasn't great. And then like when Ash started feeling a bit better, they're like, what can I do? And we're like, can you sing? And then we heard it and everyone was like, Tyler, bad news for you. Um, you're not a very good drummer and you're not the best singer in the band. Um, but Hansel was, was the same way. Hansel was like, do I have your permission to, to fundamentally change the genre? You know, as well as like throwing Ash in, not just having Ash do a clone of what I was doing, but actually like kind of go into their own thing. And I was... I feel like I was a lot less anxious about it than everyone thought I would be. Like I'm my whole character arc with this project has been kind of like learning to work with people and trust other people. So it's, I was, I was just excited to see it happen. Um, a lot of the material is very depressing and revisiting a lot of it. I feel like you have to get back in that headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking about like what the songs were like distinctly about. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I think it was a good, it was a good time in the making process for sure. That's good. And it, even like from an outside perspective, it like, it feels and looks like all of the pieces are, are kind of in place for the band. Now you guys mm-hmm. seem more comfortable and everything. Like when we interviewed you about the first album, you were very like, you were nervous and uh, th- something just kind of <laughs> felt like it was missing both like in the record, not to be mean or anything, but like in the record itself. And then also just like in the way you guys presented yourself. So it seems like everyone's a lot more comfortable now. Yeah, I mean, I, I just took a bunch of better drills, so. I mean, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Jesus Christ. like, I, yeah, no, I mean, like, granted, like, drums was, wasn't, I did the drums, and yeah. they were certainly drums, and they were, they were there doing what they needed to do, I guess. <laughs> we, we had this conversation at some point um, where, I mean, Tilly was always just a phenomenal guitar player, like, that's just since day one, you know, it, it was Tilly and I were, like, the original members. Mm-hmm. and everyone else that we've brought in has been somebody that we liked and wanted to work with but I don't think that they were like I don't want to say even like self-deprecatingly they were just like hey, I'm not as good as Tilly is on guitar at the thing uh, you're signing me to do mm-hmm. and Ash would like all the time be like I'm I'm holding the band back and we're like yeah. no this is like this is it's perfectly fine but then hearing Ash sing was like oh this is where you're supposed to be you mm-hmm. are completely like in your zone at this task and then I spent the pandemic um study studying um like song structure and really working on writing uh more cohesive parts Mm -hmm. and I just showed my mom some of the new demos and they go a lot harder than the old songs and she didn't do the thing where she's like why do you have to do all the screaming and I was like (laughs) how come you didn't say that like have I just like Stockholm syndrome you into this and she's like no it just flows a lot better and it makes sense and I don't have to love it but it like it's a good song 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we're all good at our thing now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Really cool. And we've got um, our, our new drummer is like the best drummer in Florida. We've been talking about her for years. Like I knew her in like my old band. We like used to play shows together. And mm-hmm. it was always like, hey, if we ever need a drummer, that's who we're going to get. And we got her now. So everything's perfect. Hell yeah. yeah like, oh my God. It was just wild seeing like, because like I mean, going to the studio and I was tracking drums and then, you know, I was like, thinking of like the next time we, we just got, we just got back from the studio mm-hmm. and uh, Allie was tracking drums for this, uh, this material that we just recorded. And it was like, just like, just going ham and just like, really like not even stopping, like to like, you know, yeah. getting like, cause I, I got frustrated. Like I had to take stops and I was like, I can't keep working right now. Like I'm hitting a wall, but Allie was just like, like, is like, got it done it was so cool for for a clarification she's doing the drums on a long time coming which yes. i know that song is a ballad and it's kind of slow but like the the middle part i still feel like it's like the i don't know i imagine it is like a 80s phil collinsy kind of section mm-hmm. and she was like oh is that what you want okay <laughs> oh my god well, yeah. yeah it was it, she she just showed up one day we had never practiced it and she went to the thing and recorded it and it was just like oh okay one take sure why not yeah okay <laughs> wow Love wow that. <laughs> i'm i'm so excited for you guys this is yeah. this is gonna yeah, be really good mm-hmm. all right uh so how do you guys recommend your listeners to listen to this ep for the first time should they play it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on should they blast a party what do you guys personally recommend i will say if you show up at a party yeah. and you play i didn't watch it as a mirror and they kick you off the ox yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, like as the song is very like emotional for me but i know that like sometimes we're in the van and we're like i'll have ox i'll just play the beginning of through mirrors where i just go you know and everyone's like no 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 turn that off so i think it's like if you're the first time you're listening to it personally i think it should be a very intimate like just listen to the ignore what's missing long time coming and then through mirrors straight through by yourself and like really digesting it that way mm-hmm. and uh because i think after that like ignore it's missing um in windows or sorry in windows in parentheses ignore it's missing um <laughs> is a song that you can probably then like you know just put on your car and just be like yeah. yeah like i can like you know hear all the instruments and everything kind of take over mm-hmm. uh, but i think for the other two they become a bit more uh personal yeah and a bit uh a bit more like uh, an intimate listening experience for that. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think after infinite listens, I could ever listen to mirror with like another person and like sing along to it. Um, like it just, that's, that's my like, okay, everyone in the van is asleep. I'm going to put this on a cry type music. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe the CP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Both of you have to do it. You first. really pretty emo oh damn okay there you go crying but bopping okay yeah yeah i'll take those yeah those are very (laughs) what a downvote bopping (laughs) i was thinking in my head i was like crying but jamming i feel like i'm like so dating myself but i'm not fine it was perfect it was perfect perfect. can we ask what your three words would be oh my god oh my god i i I hate when people flip yeah it does does shane you first 
Uh, um, fucking smacker, bro. <laughs> no, that's the next release. <laughs> um, screaming, sobbing, dancing. Yes. Yeah. See, I like that. Yeah. That was a good that one, Lori. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see that, but I mean, if that's what y'all feel, like I can't tell you how to how to digest it. Long time coming is my like night drive. Just like watch the streetlights go past. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I'm bobbing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thought. All right. <laughs> uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? I think the emotion that I would like for it to invoke is a lot of just uh, it's like the whole um, story I guess that we put together for this EP is kind of like an overarching thing of like loss and also like but like loss in different terms like it didn't necessarily have to be like a loss of a person it could be a loss of a situation or a loss of a relationship or a loss of like just like certain uh, ties you had to a a thing Mm -hmm. and not having those ties anymore and how to kind of accept that and how to grow with it and how to uh, move forward Mm -hmm. um, with that situation having happened. So I think a lot of the emotion I want people to feel is that like, I say every night, like, or every night on this past tour, I was saying that like, you know, grief is not like a linear thing, like experiencing something like that in any kind of situation isn't linear. So it's not like, I went through this thing and now I'm just going to get better. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a process of understanding every aspect of a situation and how things happened. So that's kind of the, no, that's the whole setup for sure. I like that. Very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, you have it. (laughs) (gasps) Yes. Yes. Agreed. The $2 hot fries. Uh, we're definitely going to a Bucky's because we're on tour and I'd like to use a restroom that doesn't look like a war zone. Fair okay, enough. that's fair. And if I'm eating food at the Bucky's, I'm just going to get the pulled pork sandwich um, and I'm going to go to get the biggest drink, uh, which sucks because the middle size drink is 69 cents. I'm always like, nice. But I have to get the bigger <laughs> one. Um, and the big drink, I do half the Bucky's um, like store brand uh, peach black tea mm-hmm. uh, and half Arnold Palmer because oh, they have that on tap there. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Oh, that's a dream. Having it on tap. I oh wish that Bucky's was on tap too. It's so good. Oh my God. I wish Bucky's wasn't Bucky's. just like a, a South thing. Like well, I know we have Wawa like on the Northeast, but like Bucky's that's not all. Bucky's man. Yeah. yeah. Bucky's yeah. is just mini Disney. It is. <laughs> It's true. You ever want to buy a gun grunt shirt at Disney? Bucky's. Bucky's. All right. I got I to gotta hit up a Bucky's. Right? <laughs> uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Interesting. I, my first thought was tortellini. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but maybe it does to like, I, I don't know why that was like, but just like tortellini pasta. Cause it's like, oh, it's pasta. Then you, you know, you eat it and it's just full of like, a thing and you're like oh there's a lot going on in here there you go you explained <laughs> it it works 
my, my brain immediately said um, nails for dinner, tax for snacks, but like, <laughs> I don't even want to shout out Panic at the Disco because Brendan Yuri's just such a douche. But uh, we could say Ryan, we could say um, Ryan Ross. Yeah, we, we say Ryan sure. Ross. Yeah, um, we love young, Ryan. young Veins wasn't that good, but like, we'll, no. we'll do it. Yeah. Thank um, you for saying that because I've had to fake liking Young Veins for the longest time. Oh, I'm sorry time. to hear that. And oh, I, they suck so I bad. don't like it. I don't like it. I enjoy oh, being no. part of a fandom of bands where like part of the fandom is admitting the band isn't good. Like like Thursday being my favorite band is really easy because everyone's like, Jeff is the worst at singing. Isn't it great? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think guilt would definitely be like, well, a lot of people are vegetarian or vegan. So you're going to have to like take that into account that this dish is probably some sort of tofu but like mm-hmm. like uh some sort of i'm thinking of like a like a rack of ribs where it's like it's good but it's messy mm-hmm. and um it you feel like maybe you're not like doing it the right way <laughs> and it's yeah. it's just like not something you want to be seen doing in public but it's like really really enjoyable like on a, like an interpersonal level That's okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know i understand it i get it yeah, I get it. It makes I sense. It. it makes sense. I get it. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? I would be a bat. I, bat. I would be a bat. I would be in the sky. I'd be sleeping. I got bats tattooed on my wrist. Yeah, would be she's a really into bats. That would be pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I like that. You would be CC. Like, this dog is so spoiled. Yeah, I think if we could just swap places, I'd be pretty chill. That's a good answer. Perfect. All right. Uh, so, if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would you have lunch with and why? Okay, you go first instead. Because I'm still thinking. I have two. But... <laughs> no, go ahead. Tell, like, let's, let's epic rap battles of history them and see who won. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would have lunch with Courtney from Spirit Box. Yes, so true. So listen, I have so many questions. Like, please, I I need to pick your brain and just see just how you go about music because it's just I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably uh, the um, Dan- Daniel Danger from Some Stranger who also does like media art. Yeah, as well. Um, I love the album they put out last year and it's been like one of my top favorite albums of all time and i like i just want to know like uh what that entire process was like so i think those are the two people yeah i just want 15 minutes with courtney here on this podcast to just pick Mm -hmm. her brain about everything like that's all we need 15 that's all we need you're like please and then we're and then you know what and then you can go ahead and just go ahead and do spirit box show exactly go on with your day yeah um i mean i think the the people who i have there were like music idols to me that i can still like outwardly rep because they aren't bad people and didn't get canceled is a very small list yeah um kevin divine is probably at the top of that for me um he just seems like a really wholesome person who would have a lot of like down-to-earth advice mm-hmm. i don't know if y'all like kevin but um kevin uh-huh. used to travel in the same like pack with like manchester orchestra and brand new and oh, okay yeah kevin like kevin opened for brand new when they came to the amphitheater if you just need to censor that band name that's no, fine you're um, they came to the san Jose amphitheater um but like no one came out to see him and i was like this guy's been going for like a million years he has mm-hmm. a bunch of good music um if i could recommend a record to y'all 
his uh, album Brothers Blood is like a top to bottom, like very influential record for me. Oh, I'll check okay. it out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, so for his last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one person, and one album. Who and what are you bringing? Okay. Um, the movie is the hardest one. <laughs> Why? It's just going to be like the Bratz Christmas special. Oh, you right. You right. Oh, wait. It's, it's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's okay. going to be Bratz, Genie Magic. Okay. I love that movie. It was, it's, it's definitely a movie. And <laughs> I think I will bring uh, Spirit Box's uh, Eternal Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll bring my partner. And then that's it. I'm, Perfect. I'm good. I'm set. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I've, I thought about bringing my partner and I thought like maybe I should let them just choose the, the movie and the music because like I don't want to subject them to the shit that I like. <laughs> Like, you're going to have to live on an island with me that long. I don't want to make you watch The Fountain over and over and over and over. Um, but then I was like, why didn't I just ask Bear Grylls to come and then we can get off the island? There you go. There you go. Yeah, like, why don't just pick somebody? Who, I mean, like, you want to get off the island? What if you just want to stay there for like a little bit? No, I mean, I'm, to have the I'm, option to leave, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to write emo music in a beautiful setting? <laughs> <laughs> like a scenic island. <laughs> I this this last thing we just recorded I so I I quit my like day job and I just dog sit full time now That's and I was amazing. at yeah I was at these people's house and they're like I've I've cat sat at a mansion literally one cat in a mansion so this is like a small step down but it's like a big house uh-huh. overlooking it's like a block from the beach and it's got a bunch of sea oats in the yard and it was just really gorgeous and I was looking at these like cute little dogs I was taking care of and I was like yeah. I'm sad. And it was really hard. It was hard to do that. Uh, the life of an artist is very difficult. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> <They're> difficult. <laughs> you know, in my mansion, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so rough. I, I definitely, I called the bandmates and I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm living the movie Parasite. I am actually, I'm the guy under the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, well, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? uh i don't know if we're allowed to talk about what we're doing next year i know i'm like um there's the biggest band that has ever reached out to us um reached out to us about doing a couple days in february next year um so that's gonna be a thing and then we're doing a run with another big band in march oh my god and then in may we're doing an entire month and we're gonna go up to the east coast and i swear to god we're gonna throw a show in boston so the death wish has to be there and has to sign us yes and then uh i don't know what else i'm supposed to be saying because my manager isn't here but like yeah a couple months after that we may or may not be leaving the continent no okay. shut right. up maybe my hip just cracked maybe <laughs> maybe guilt yeah. World takeover twenty twenty two. Like the only question about all these things is like, you know, is there still going to be a world takeover? Yeah, <laughs> that is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Because you know, Europe does uh, actually stay being responsible as opposed yeah. to us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You might be able to take off the over the U.S. Europe different different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I just we, want to take over all the Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, we just to Texas. We did that. I'm pretty sure we went to every single Bucky's. I can we I we can and should shout out Amygdala. Um if yes. anyone doesn't know them, we just did a couple days with them in Texas and stayed with them and they are so cool. We've never done a yeah. run with another band before. 
And that's why next year we're doing tons of runs with bands because we're like, oh, this is actually awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was like super, super cool. And uh, they were just very uh, welcoming to us as well. Yeah. And the scene that like we got to see from their side, like it was, everything was just really cool. I yeah. love that. It's amazing. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been guilt and we have been the good noise podcast. <laughs>